0: I just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm 100% a hundred percent, Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> I got boy problems because my husband died. And he was in a box and he was naked inside. You could have had a bad bitch. Uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, but <laughs>
1: that's good. I was that's getting good. there. Yeah,
0: I like that. That was a strong start. Put your put your foot on the water. Did it float? <laughs> do <laughs> look weird al doesn't write a song like a suit like he gets the idea and then he writes it it takes a couple months like he works it through. to perfection yeah it's he's not gonna throw something half baked a out it. There. he's a master that's why he's got so many grammys how, does he that- he's got like anytime he comes out with an album it's like best comedy album weird al it's like that, yeah i guess that makes sense come on he's got like how many how many albums does he have like 13 he's got 13 grammys probably <laughs> sick that's what you gotta do. You just have to corner the mar- the genre, on like, just be the best of the one specific like niche genre, and then like collect the checks for it. Like, I mean, I've seen Weird Al twice. He rules.
1: Yeah, I think I saw him with you one of those times because yeah. we were at, like elementary El- El- school. He came right here, and I had, like, saw him before that, like two
0: years before that, and then everybody w- hopped on the bandwagon because <laughs> they're like, oh, straight straight out of Linwood is, is my favorite album. Like, are you fucking kidding me? You guys don't know Amish Paradise. You fuckers!
1: Amish Paradise is probably the Weird Al song I think of first when I think of really? Weird Al. Yeah,
0: I like all about the Pentiums. <laughs> it's good. It's got it's got Drew Carey in it. The video. It's how did Drew Carey's popularity? He he had a lot of cool like so, not cool but like a lot of like good celebrity cameos. So Watchmen. Yeah, what about it? Uh, it ended. Yeah. Okay, what do you want me to say about it? I
1: I don't know, but we got to fill like 40 minutes, so I hope you think of something.
0: i got to fucking eat, so like, maybe... (laughs) uh, Well, it is
1: over, so we don't have to do any more theorizing.
0: Good, we got everything right. Yeah, we
1: we really, we should congratulate ourselves, pat each other on the backs. Yeah, come here.
0: Yeah, make sure they pick it
1: up. (laughs) (laughs) No, we really did call like... Not everything, but the bulk of what happened. Yeah, it was
0: pretty fucking smart and obvious. Yeah, a lot he, of it was, he was totally obvious, called that like... he
1: was actually the statue, which I thought was, like, a really funny idea, and...
0: Yeah, he crashed on, like, they picked him up by crashing him on the thing, and then he's the statue, but we never saw any of that. So, like, I still... It's, people probably, like, need to put two and two together on that, where it's like, yes, he literally... Like, she literally picked him up from the, the thing when the crash on the Clark's Kent... And then kept Florida. him around for a I few just days kept him around as a gold statue. As a gold statue. And then just exactly tonight. like him. I love that he planned, like, the escape for, like, it makes sense as to why he knew the satellite was there and what the time signature was for everything. So great that's good writing i really liked that we, um, we
1: totally called that it was true he was asking for help but we mm-hmm. thought maybe her first name would or something would be a d but it was just daughter just daughter like, yeah we should have actually been able to guess that
0: i mean i think we did we we thought it was we, we thought that, it was but, her
1: but we just didn't know the word would be um, daughter but that's it was good i liked that love that
0: they kept that they were just dumb dumbs like it just was phillips and crookshanks are <laughs> just dumb dumbs and he just is like he was like was i worthy the adversary and it was like no <laughs> this <laughs> like, episode of was really not. funny to, like a uh, lot of the
1: show is funny to he, me but he like, was yeah, like, that, that made me cry. He up. was
0: in control the whole time, and he like even though he suffered for it. And when he shot him and caught the bullet, I was like, yeah, of course he caught yeah. the bullet. Like, nice reference, nice callback. Good callbacks in this episode. What else happens? The
1: uh, the thing that I definitely didn't see coming was, so I I definitely predicted that the doomsday cl- or not whatever not the doomsday clock the uh, the millennium clock would would be a thing that destroys Dr. Manhattan. I, I thought that might be where it was going, but I did not see it coming that Lady True wanted to do the Joe Keen thing and become him and was just kind of using them to, to capture him for her.
0: Yeah, I think that it makes... It, I mean, like, it all was planned by Dr. Manhattan to begin with, the whole scheme to get these racists vaporized and also, like, to kill himself to to do it which is kind of like convoluted but i guess if like that is what he sees his future to be it's what happens anyway so he has to set it in motion right so i guess i mean like we explained several times on this show dr manhattan can't time travel or control what happens in time he just sees he just knows what is going to happen to him so he has to do the events that happen because that's just what happens in the linear time that we progress in. Um, so fuck all that Marvel bullshit about multiple timelines. Uh, lame. Were you satisfied by this ending or were you? Um,
1: I was. I think it's like nothing was super surprising. There were a couple like little things. I mean, you know, true that that being her plan. I didn't totally see coming, mm. but everything that happened felt like, yeah, like this is how you end this story just on like a basic, like functional level. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like this all adds up. Like we, you know, I, I, I also kind of saw it coming that she would inherit his powers at the end, which to me is like,
0: they took a cop out, but I could only, that's the only way they can, they can end it. They can't like see that she actually gets them or not like we have to just because uh, it leave leaves it entirely
1: in, your <laughs> hands. entirely in your hands but it's like i think it's pretty clear that she does get it there's so much setup for the I, egg and the water and the powers so. at,
0: at the at the end of it i really don't care i really could have i really th- honestly believe in editing that um is like smart editing and not inform the viewer editing because they kept cutting back to like watch the eggs and then the thing where she crashes why couldn't she just fucking realize and like we just see it like she just makes the two and two connection and we don't have to cut back to that that's just a little like minor thing that i personally don't like when it comes to like editing choices or whatever unless it works within like like i'm gonna use blade runner for an example because like they it's about like memory so like you have to edit in like the the replicant spoilers for blade runner 2049 you have to edit in their Harrison Ford's daughter's replicant memories into Ryan Gosling's memory so it makes it makes sense that way like i think and also cuz that movie's fucking long as shit so like at least this way it's like we just saw that in the last episode, we don't really need to be, like, reminded of it again.
1: Yeah, and, like, even in last episode, there's some cutting back to make sense of what you're seeing now. Like, when Dr. Manhattan wakes up and he figures out that the other cavalry guy who was going to kill Angela, he zapped him to Hilla Flats. Oh yeah. Uh and he's like, "Oh, thank you, Adrian. That makes sense now." And it cuts to Adrian explaining it again because right. to Dr. Manhattan, that's how he experiences time. So, yeah, I agree with you like that doesn't bother me as much as like in this one it's like, "Yeah, we know the what the eggs why the eggs were on the floor." Like yeah. you didn't really need to cut back to that.
0: The, and then, like I said, it's just like a minor nitpick. It's minor, definitely. But like it it definitely when I notice it, it takes away like a little bit from me. Like the same way where like it can take away from a show where if you don't like the frame of how of it's composed, then you're just like kind of thrown out of it a little bit. Because as a viewer, we notice these things, and like as I'm, like a smarter viewer, at least we notice these things and have. So so what about you? Were, on you them.
1: were you satisfied, or what? What were your... Uh
0: so like? Kind of like I get I all the stuff that like. Except for the the Lube Man stuff that was, like, the most important one to me. But, like, we knew who it was and they confirmed it via the PDPedia yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which I guess, like, I, I like that they do, like, extra narrative storytelling. But I'm also, again, subscribed to the rule where if it's in the fucking movie, in the TV show, it's important. Like, you meant it to be there and it should be part of it. And, yeah, sometimes, like, you can make stuff where it's like, oh, just stuff kind of happens and not everything's important. But, like... With this Lube Man thing, like, you kind of set it up for it to be a thing, and then it just completely got dropped.
1: Yeah, I think it's, like, it's pretty obvious that it's Petey. Yeah. Because it's, like, the only character remaining it could be. But, like I said, if, like,
0: if he does a run-in at the end... Where, like, he doesn't have to do anything crazy, but if he just does, like, a run-in and, like, f- fumbles or whatever, like, then that's a narrative closure where you're just like, oh, that makes sense as to what, like, this guy was doing. Because the last time we see him, he just is like, oh, I'm investigating some bodies here. And he just, like, is kind of, like, dumb and doesn't know at least what we're doing here, but whatever i'm i'm like i'm okay with it not being answered mostly
1: because like the the unadulterated joy of the lube man scene is worth like the the dangling end of that plot where like we don't get it resolved within the show it's like yeah the scene where he appears is so funny that like i wouldn't get rid of it
0: but like they even bring it where like she's bringing the lube back to their headquarters so it's like it's got to play like a role into something, and I guess maybe like he doesn't have the lube anymore because he got it stolen from him. But like, I don't know. I think that it could have they could have wrote it back into the show. It would have it would have been ridiculous, obviously. But this shows like they have a fucking guy with a blue dick out uh, like all the time. That's already pretty fucking ridiculous. Speaking what's, of which, I, I really What's liked, another hat?
1: I really liked Joe Keen's line of, like, I'm about to be the most powerful man in the world. Like, having my dick swing around is just overkill. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really he, funny. I
0: love that, like, he revealed and he's, like, wearing the Dr. Manhattan panties. Yeah, and the is, classic. Like, yeah. And, like, you look fucking stupid as shit. <laughs> it, it is. And I do like that their plan of just, like, we're gonna be Dr. Manhattan but racist is, like, acknowledged to just be fucking dumb as shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I also think that, like, the plan that Lady True had where she's like, I'm actually going to be Dr. Manhattan is, again, dumb as shit because, like, we've theorized about and we've seen from our end what Dr. Manhattan experiences and how, like, that can fundamentally change you as a person. So, like, all this stuff that you think is going to be good and you're going to do good or you're going to, like, get revenge on, like, racist or whatever for, like, as Dr. Manhattan – or you're just going to be more racist as Dr. Manhattan. Like, I don't think that you'll necessarily do those things once you become them. Because you are going to experience this sensation of what it is to, again, experience time all at the same time. I, I, and, think,
1: I think one thing to bring up reason. there is, like, it, it might depend who you are when you become him. Because the only person we've seen be Dr. Manhattan is John Osterman.
0: Who is just, like, a normal guy. Who's just, like, a dude. Like, he's just
1: a fucking guy. And I think that, like, this show ending with Angela... Like, let's just assume, like, she gets the powers. Because I think it's, like, silly if not. Um, And Damon Lindelof has basically, like, without confirming, basically confirmed. Like, yeah, like, of course she does. If she gets them and doesn't do anything with them or, like, is just what he was, then it's, like, then what did she learn or change or experience like over the course of this season i think that theoretically someone could become dr manhattan and be a more active dr manhattan they would still see things the same way but it's like well i always got rid of the nukes so i get rid of the nukes instead of well i never got rid of the nukes so i don't get rid of the nukes Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i do i do think it depends who you are when you become him and i i really i think that that being Lady True's plan made all of her kind of click for me. She's maybe my favorite character from the season. I
0: really like Lady True. I think she was good. She's probably my second favorite. I just think that her plan's kind of wacky. It makes sense, though, that she, like... Obviously, she's if she's Adrian's daughter... She's going to outsmart all these other racist, like, dumb Yeah. So, like, of course they just let her, like... we And we noticed it, too, that they all have this true equipment that, like, they said they stole or, like, they bought or whatever. It's like, well, like, obviously she knows that you stole them. Like, there's no... Uh, I don't see a a, a world where you get away with that. And so the teleports them right into like the center thing, which I again thought that was cool, but obviously can see that coming a mile away when they see the teleport. That's what they're doing to make sure that he can like teleport in the thing to begin with. Um, but yeah, whatever, like make the doomsday, I can not the doomsday clock, but the millennium clock to make you Dr. Manhattan. I like Adrian's line where she says that like only someone with like just that much hubris, Will try to think that they can become a god,
1: and like anyone who th- who wants yeah. to have the power of a god must be stopped, yeah, yeah exactly I, I like that I like that line a lot,
0: so that's like his worthy adversary is his daughter, yeah, nice that she came to drop by and say hello at the start of the and it's it's an interesting idea about power that is not
1: like unique to this show, like Game of Thrones ends in a similar way, where it's like, well, anyone who wants to be king shouldn't be king, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. uh. Which, like, is the idea that I go back and forth on on how much I believe it. Like, I think that largely it's true. Especially, like, if you apply it to God-level powers like Dr. Manhattan. It's like, well, no one should have that. But if someone's going to, it shouldn't be someone who, like, really believes that they deserve it. Because, like, I mean, I'll just... I think I'd be an excellent god. I think I'd be an excellent president. But
0: that's the thing is that you you believe that and then there's tons of people who fucking hate your guts yeah, and don't yeah, like I,
1: it. Yeah, I, I think it would go
0: badly, but, like, I do believe that about me, you know? So it's like, no, I shouldn't be I, I don't think be I'd that. be, like, the president. I'd be a pretty good, like, mayor, though. Like, <laughs> not, like, as cool as Mayor Pete, but, like, maybe, like, a little cooler. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: hope a lot cooler than Mayor Pete. I'm, like, pretty cool. But I think we do see in our real world that, like, yeah. like, and everyone who's ever wanted to be president on a certain level has to be- Is a psycho. A, a narcissist in yeah. some way. Like, I wouldn't say, like, psycho. Like, No, i have say some, We've had some psychos as president. We have yeah. one right now. But I don't think every single one is, like-
0: Who do you think is not a psycho president?
1: Well, I don't think, like, Obama is a psycho. I think, I think he's like, a he's, he's a narcissist, sure. Like, yeah. to be president, you kind of have to be. But I don't think he's, like, he stupid started... or crazy or anything. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, I have I have plenty of problems with Obama, but I don't think he's like evil incarnate or or you know some raging. Monster. I think. Monster.
0: I think Millard Fillmore was a psycho.
1: <laughs> See that guy. Yeah. So it ends with Angela getting the powers, and she's someone who
0: like. She's a psycho. She's well, angry. That's why she's, she's just someone an who's, angry lady.
1: Who's at by the end of the show, confronting. Her issues, because we have earlier on, Adrian says he put the Game Warden in a mask because masks make people cruel. And then later on, Will says that for a long time, he thought he wore a mask because he was angry. And eventually he realized it's because he was afraid. Yeah. And I think that's that's really key. I think that's really good. And, and he says that, you know, wounds won't heal under a mask. Like, they need air. And I think Angela is finally doing that a bit like she hasn't really worn her mask for the last few episodes you know what i mean no she's
0: not dressed in lady night yeah sister night so i think that she did
1: change and kind of come to terms with things a little bit especially seeing like the genetic trauma her grandfather's story like i seeing her husband from. just yeah
0: evaporate in front of her
1: so i i do wonder like what it would be like for Angela to have those powers and what she would end up doing with them. Because unlike Lady True and Joe Keen, who lay out their master plans for what they would do with their powers, Angela has never said anything of the sort. Because she never imagined or wanted them. She understands them like as well as a human can. Because you know she married him and has mm-hmm. talked to him about it a lot. And we see the bar scene uh, last episode is like a lot of that.
0: Yeah, and there's a lot of like the even with like the white supremacist guys, they say like all this. This rhetoric or whatever right that it's like hard to be like a white person in america but it's like truly really hard to be like it's not hard at all to be a white person in america first off right even by like these white people guys standards so like once you have someone of color like especially a woman of color who can have these powers to like these incredible powers that can you be used beneficially and change the world you might want to see what that could do for humanity i guess and hopefully it would bring about a positive change instead of what Dr. Manhattan's was, was kind of like a neutral change where I caused a lot of people, other people strife. Yeah. But it wasn't, it was mainly because of his like disconnection. Maybe someone who has been, had our strife already and has this sort of connection can do good, uh, like for the world because he didn't have any like connection and couldn't relate to other people. I'm again, that's all we've seen. And that's all we can go off from like a narrative value of, of, this Dr. Manhattan character of, of what we've read in the comic and what we are seeing on here. The only thing that we can tell is that he does care for people. Like he does care about, I guess like, like definitely Angela to an extent because he remembers all the stuff they, they had as Cal. Um, he, he clearly like cares about Lori after she sees, after he sees her. And, um, when he warps, Adrian and them out of there to save everybody. um, so he is compassionate, but maybe not on the same level that Angela, someone like Angela might be. Someone who has experienced like excruciating trauma that now has these incredible abilities to correct that through not only herself, but the world probably. So it doesn't happen for other people. Because she already kind of steps, does that by stepping in the role as the mom for those kids. Yeah. Where like her partners and her wife died. So she's got to adopt these kids and like. Just tries to be, tries her best to be their mom. And it's all you can be at the end of the day. Like, all you can do is just try your best.
1: Yeah, like, Angela is not depicted as a perfect person. Like, right. But, but she is shown as someone with, like, a conscience and a heart.
0: She and she warms up to, to Will at the end of it. and But you kind of have to, after you have to experience all fucking what Will's memories are. Yeah. You also, like, with the subject of masks, like, masks don't, he says that they wear the masks to, like, because they hurt. But while that may be true, the the mask allows you to express the the that side of yourself. Like I've listened to like an interview with um with Zizak, Slovo Zizak. I don't know if you know who that is, and he's talking about the Joker. And the Joker, um, it's the most Im- cool thing about the Joker is that he wears that mask, and the mask of the Joker is what is the most intriguing part about it because it lets whoever that person is be this wild and crazy anarchist type character right so that's who he truly is and it's kind of boring when you strip away that and it's just like um joaquin phoenix just kind of a weird dude right and it just it loses all of its value of the what the joker mass represents then when we see like oh it's just kind of like the same guy behind the mask he just like Got a little bit of bigger balls When he started to paint his face right? So it's interesting to see here That's like well what are these people like When they put on the mask And that's something that they explore in Watchmen as well When um, like the original one, when they like J- Dan can't fuck Laurie because he's just is in- incompetent. And then when they go and spring Rorschach out of jail after they suit up and do that, then they're like, we have to fuck because this is hot as shit, right? Because <laughs> like, that's who they truly are. That's even though they've hung it up and they were retired or whatever. When they put on the the outfits, that's that's who they are. And when it might have it might come from that place of hurt, but. That's because something was wrong to them, and that's who they are. Yeah. they their uh, sister knight, violent as shit, but is gets the job done and is is on the the right side of the law, right? Like she's she's ultimately trying to do stuff that's that's beneficial for her community. That like she's fighting against racism clearly, <laughs> and she's trying to like protect her family at all costs because she cares about them a lot, and it comes from a place of hatred and fear and and anger but it's who she is and it's not it, it's a genetic thing right it's that it's the trauma that's been instilled with her from their character but it's just how how it is you know
1: <laughs> yeah ironically enough masks actually reveal yeah yeah
0: exactly that's why that's why adrian wanted him to put on the the game master to put on the mask because like it Instead of that, because everyone's dumb as rocks on that planet, right? But at least that guy has some sort of, like, when he puts on the mask and becomes that character, becomes, like, uh, they, he's he is the singularity. Like, he's the only one who's an actual, not really, like, a clone. He Everybody else is sort of just a clone, like, in a pea brain and just does whatever the master tells him to do. While this guy still does, and, like, he's instructed by Adrian to do that, he comes up with these these schemes with, like, the tomatoes and the pigs and stuff. Right. And he's like actually like another sentient person for Adrian to play off of because all those other rockheads can't, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. The, the
1: interesting thing with the game warden is like he has like this facade of agency, but in reality, he really doesn't. Like he doesn't. Yeah. Like, yeah, Adrian gave him the mask and told him to try to stop him because Adrian had to just like, you know, waste some time for eight years yep. while he waited to be rescued. And, you know, it kind, of, it kind of reveals, like, the entire Adrian plot has just kind of been, like, him dicking around, like...
0: He had ex- an exact well,
1: plan this whole time. I feel
0: like he, he was... He felt... Like, what John said to him really got to him, I think. Because, again, th- there was that weight of the world on his shoulders that he couldn't bear, and so he's like, well, I need to be revered. And then he felt the same way that John did after probably, like, ten days or some bullshit. And so, like, after... Like, after a year, he just was like, "I'm gonna dick around. I'm gonna write a play. I'm gonna and then, like we put on the play and then it's like, this actually kind of sucks <laughs> like um, we're just gonna get uh, away from here
1: <laughs> in the uh, the third and final episode of the official Watchmen podcast with Damon Lindelof uh he he basically says that when he says he's gonna write a play, it is the play that we see, but it's also everything he does for the next like seven or eight years. Oh, it's okay. like he wrote it like his his
0: this plan Time
1: there as like his play. It's like and that's why he tells the game warden, Well, like, you weren't aware of the adversary, but you played your role well.
0: Yeah. So Nice. Yeah. Double double entendre.
1: This ends with obviously besides the powers and the Angela side of things, uh, Adrian is arrested by Lori and Wade.
0: Can we circle back before you get to that? Yeah, sure. and talk about Wade real quick? Yeah, well, yeah. He does absolutely nothing. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of shitty because like we kind of built him up to be like an interesting guy. He's he gets his own episode and I again he killed all those people and we see him that he infiltrates him, but then he just like doesn't do a single thing besides like kind of question Adrian's morals a little bit and but still helps to like kill Lady True with the with the squid stuff. Um I mean he isn't psychologically like traumatized anymore by the squid. Well, I guess. I'm sure he still is. I mean, but... he's still like he literally got warped to the lair in which the squid falls are happening. And and yeah, he already knows that that Adrian is the man behind the mirror or behind the curtain. Um, <laughs> starting with the man in the mirror, <laughs> I'm asking him the changes anyway. Um, he he knows that um that he's there, but like, wouldn't you? I don't know, maybe I'm just projecting. I feel like if I was there when, like, the psycho, the Psychic Squid hit, and that's been, like, my identifying trait <laughs> for the last, like, however many years of my life, um, when I see those fucking krill <laughs> in the goddamn containers and he's telling me to, like, freeze them and, like, we're going to warp them or whatever, I'd be pretty fucking upset and maybe, like, I wouldn't do it or whatever.
1: Yeah, I, I think, like... Wade has got to still be traumatized on some level because even when he finds out like it was a hoax, like it's still real psychic pain that he experienced and like informed who he was for the next few decades, and that's why his episode ends with him taking the exactly. security system back out of the trash, even though he knows it's bullshit.
0: It's that sense of security that he needs.
1: So yeah, yeah, I think his episode is definitely it's a it's a great episode. I think it's the best episode of this of the series. But I do agree with you that like they didn't do quite as much with him in the back half of the of the season as like maybe
0: they set up it presents like that episode presents so many interesting ideas about like what it would be like to live in this world and then kind of doesn't do anything with the rest of his character which is why like i was interested to see where they were going to go with it when like they just or i kind of wanted him to just fucking die because it was like that's it that's like all you can really do unless like he's going to come in and and something's going to be related to like the psychic squid where he has to either like overcome that and i guess like he sort of does, but we don't really see it. He just kind of, like, gets told what to do.
1: Yeah, I feel like he might as well have died at the end of
0: his episode. Yeah, it's like, you're coming back to that. You said he shouldn't have, but... Yeah, because
1: I thought, like... because Well, first of all, I didn't think he did, and I was yeah. right. But I think, like, now that we've seen the arc of the season, it's like, yeah, like, what... per like He it wasn't in episodes 6, 7, or 8. All we got from him there was, like, Petey finding, you know his lair and all the dead people and one person was missing a mask, which we now know is cause he took it right and wore it to infiltrate the thing. And then like this episode is like, yeah, like he he helps Adrian do the thing, but like either Adrian or Lori could easily have done that. It's like I guess he pilots Archie or out of it could the Lubman, but you know it didn't have to Like be him, it could really. have just
0: been Louman where Lube man comes in and then we get that resolution where it's like he comes in and like he tries to to fight against like the racist but they're like what the fuck is this <laughs> <laughs> like that would be really funny because like it's already ridiculous that like yeah. he's joe keen is wearing the dr manhattan panties and like
1: that actually would be pretty great like That's... it
0: will... fucking give me a billion dollars i'll write the show <laughs> it's fucking easy
1: yeah i think that like yeah I, yeah so I, I agree he could he basically could have died it is it, it is interesting because it sounds like they have no plans to do another season. It sounds I don't like really want one. Yeah. After and I this. think I'm good with that. Like, I think, I think I don't have like major problems. Like we've definitely talked about like a couple issues we have, but I don't have any like major, like significant, like this ruins the show for me issues. I think it's a great season of television. The, the one thing I would be interested in seeing is if they turned it into an anthology show and next season didn't pick up with, like, the exploits of Angela Abar as Dr. Manhattan. But instead was like, all right, forget season one. We're going to do a new Watchmen sequel. Like, that would kind of be interesting to me. Whole new cast, new writers, it could be new like everything. It could
0: be like, like I said, like I pitched before, like, Dan in jail. It's like Oz or something, right? Yeah. And like, or it could be something where... See, the, the, the thing about it is that this pulled heavy on the lore... And so there was like a lot to do within it where the next one, I don't know if it could pull that heavy on the lore unless like they they do it from some sort of like Vietnam kind of thing and they could maybe have Cal as Dr. Manhattan in it or – I don't really know what they I would... If
1: I, if, I, if they if did it's another like season, time. I would want it to be, like, not even the same canon.
0: You know what I mean? Like, I would want right. them to, like, completely
1: scrap season one and be, like, have new people in who take different aspects of the comic and remix it for a new version of a sequel. Like, that would be interesting to me. But, yeah, like, I'm, I'm kind of uninterested in picking up with the same characters or even the same world with different characters.
0: Right, and that's, that's the hardest part is because it's, like, if we're going to do, like, Watchmen again... We gotta connect it to the comic, and now we have to connect it. We don't. We don't necessarily like we said like a true detective kind of thing. We don't have to connect it to the one. That yeah, I would before, say like don't connect it. But we still have to connect it somehow to the comic. Yeah, and, yeah. And build off of that lore, and I I really like what they did with the world building, where they built off like where they did the Minutemen um, true crime show, right? Where it's like the uh, like the show within the show. That was great. It gets dropped, but it was great. Yeah. Um. It helps. It helps reinforce like the the main narrative of like the of Will and how she relates to to Abar or or Angela. Sorry. Um. Especially with the violence thing because it was like with the warning like we noticed on how it's just so excessive with the warning and then just like oh, dig at Zack Snyder as well. Um. But uh. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think that if we are gonna revisit this, this can't be. This can't be the same world. I don't, I don't I don't. want to go back to, like, what happens with Angela's Doctor Manhattan.
1: Because I feel like any choice you make about what she does yeah. is not going to be satisfying. Like, whether, like, she does get rid of all the nukes, it's like, all right, then what? It's like, oh, she has a new thing to solve, mm-hmm. or, like, she doesn't, and it's like, okay, then why did we do this story? So I think, like, forget it. Yeah.
0: I do like that the... <laughs> I think that when, like, Joe Keane's explaining his plan, it's so fucking funny. Yeah. Because, like... <laughs> He's just like how he's like how the fuck did he get warped New Mexico and I'm like <laughs> perfect like of course like this this bumblefuck would like think that he could mastermind this. Yeah, it's really funny. It, again, his plan doesn't really make that much sense. He even says sense. like he was kind of half-baked like Yeah, it, like it, it like oh, I'm going to become the president somehow by like doing by like being racist but also not like <laughs> like pretending that i'm not racist but like controlling controlling cops. both
1: sides of it and like yeah i
0: mean i under i get the idea is that if you can control both sides of a conflict you can make yourself to look the best out of the the whole resolution of it but kind of stupid <laughs> <laughs> like how it like your little microcosm of like solving of like trying to con combat and and also be racist within Tulsa, Oklahoma is going to get you the presidency. Like don't don't think that's how it works here.
1: Yeah, I, I do. I, I I like the way the show kind of brushes off the white supremacists. It's like it's like yeah, like they're bad people and they are trying to do bad things. But at the end of the day, they're not like the end game villain. Like that's Lady True
0: uh it's a it's a big point of the show though is that there's this racial divide within not just the country but in the show as well and like the conspirators within it and i do like that they it, it did take up the rorschach um stuff with it even if they don't necessarily believe it like they said because like the white knight kind of happens and they he like takes over from there right or it sounded like he was there before the White Knight. Yeah, they planned the White
1: Knight. Yeah. So, yeah. But but it's kind of like you don't want to give too much actual, like, weight or, or credence to these people with, like, disgusting beliefs and, and right. values. It's That's like why you kind of all... do want to treat them as kind of a joke. That's
0: why they all get vaporized by um, a yeah. person of color. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
1: So I, I I appreciate that. At the same time, it's like it is a serious problem in our world. Like, I it is, like, like causing a lot. Of I
0: issues. thought it was really ridiculous that they that she literally just like put him in a blender. And
1: <laughs> I loved when the goo comes out. Like and she's like so joyed, but she's like, oh, like let's. He doesn't want to miss this. Let's oh, yeah. open it up. I I thought she was great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like again. Don't think you're ever going to outsmart someone like that.
1: Yeah, like, Angela warns him, like, Lady True's controlling this whole situation, and, and he's completely just, he just a lot of, like, her off. A
0: lot of, like, I did it 35 minutes, like, yeah, 35 minutes ago, but instead it's I did it, like, three days ago. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that for this season, just looking back at the whole thing, it was very interesting to start, and we were, like, we were pretty into it. It got to that point in episode five where we got to the Wade stuff, and it kind of stayed, like, it took, it went a little bit down, and then it kept getting down, like, I would say that, like, episode five, and then it goes down a little bit, it kind of goes back up with Dr. Manhattan and learning more about him in the last episode, um, and the Angela stuff, like, the Angela backstory stuff was cool, too, um, because we get to, like, again, get these confirmations, but I don't... We already knew like the episode six stuff, it just was confirming a lot of what, and we needed it to happen because if it's, if it's the story of Angela and she's coming to grips with Cal and, and what that means, if that, um, not Cal, um, Will, what that means with her grandfather having all this genetic trauma basically passed down to her, then. That's why, and we keep talking about generic trauma. That's where it it gets introduced within episode five. That idea, even though it's it's present throughout the show when we we are watching it, we're just not aware until episode five. Yeah, I just think that it starts to go downhill at that point, and then this is probably like the the ending. It I don't think it it's the best. <laughs> it's it's what they had to do in with everything that they built up, and and I kind of saw the lady true like heel turn because she sounds at the beginning where she's like. Gonna, like, actually just fight the racists at this point, but she has to have a bigger goal yeah. in in that sense, especially if she already knew who Dr. Manhattan was. Um, I like that Cat, or Will already knew that it was gonna happen, right? Because Dr. Manhattan already explained it to him, so he just wasn't worried about it the whole time. And
1: he was like, well, I get to destroy Cyclops out of the deal, and Dr. Manhattan's, like, telling me to do this, so I guess I will. I guess
0: I will. It's been my lifelong dream. And that's kind
1: of why Angela's able to not, like hate him is because like dr manhattan knew it was
0: coming and told him you, to to go along and with how it. do you hate him after you took all of those pills and just and, and experience were him yeah his trauma like you, her trauma is is tenfold because she has her own baggage and now she's felt this other person's baggage and that's she's blood related to him and so it's like kind of hard to be like well i know i basically know you really well now like i'm not just gonna leave you <laughs> out in the street like you're you are my grandfather
1: yeah i i, I
0: like episode six um, i like episode six it just it, from what we saw in five where it's it, it introduces the most interesting concepts in the show to me um i think episode six is great and that it goes narratively with we're following the story of angela really well and like it has to happen the way that it has to happen um but yeah i just think that episode 5 hits on like a lot of good stuff that i wanted like it it goes through like the conspiracy stuff and hits on a lot of these like interesting ideas that you could do within the world and then nothing really kind of gets expanded out from episode 5 until like we realized that dr manhattan was here the whole time <laughs> like
1: so let me so let me throw something at you how would you compare this to the Lost finale, which which do you, do you is there one you prefer or is it too early to to know how it since sits? I
0: can't since I would think that you'd also do like the leftovers but since I haven't seen the yeah I mean the leftovers has we're a just perf- comparing I'll just
1: tell you for a fact the leftovers has a perfect finale
0: okay you can uh, just believe I, me. I will watch it eventually yeah. but um the Lost finale is like the Lost finale is weird because we spent a lot more time than with the characters than we have here. So we've developed different kinds of connections and they've grown a lot. It's a different sort of show. And it's a different sort of vibe and a different sort of show. They're like, they're not trying to address like racism here. They're just trying to address like what makes people good and like want to live and be together and, and survive. Right. And it, it always comes from like this place of, well, all these people that we saw like were very flawed before they got to the island, but they all learned to love each other and work together and for like a, gr- a common goal kind of thing. And that experience of, you know, like being in this traumatic event on the Island, they <laughs> created a, a pocket dimension to chill out in <laughs> before they could go on to heaven or wherever. Cool. Whatever. I'll buy it. <laughs> and, yeah. The lost finale is definitely more
1: surprising. Like it definitely goes more like out there, you know, it's
0: definitely like more like, um, um, metaphysical concepts of what, you can do with it, but like the main narrative of like Jack has to save the island, yeah, and then like dies in the process of like sac because he sacrifices himself. Cool, and also that like we love that he gives the the job to Hugo, yeah, like because he's the guy who always <laughs> is like maybe it's just better if we chill here. It
1: is a very good choice, yeah, for the-, for the show and Jack to have made, yeah.
0: So, dope. Like I I think that it's hard to compare the two. I like that you like are trying to, cause again, off work, yeah. but, um, it's hard to compare it to because one, we've only got like nine episodes to work off of the other. We only got six seasons to fucking work. off. Yeah.
1: It's a situation where I would say like maybe the Watchmen finale is more quote unquote perfect. Like not that it's a perfect episode, but like, it's like everything that happens is like, yes, that's correct. That is what happens. And lost is like a little, it's obviously a very controversial finale, I like it a lot. I think it's a good finale.
0: I think that at the time but... I was like disappointed by it, but going back and watching the show, a lot of it is like if you go back and rewatch it here and that's what's cool about yeah. this this medium is that you can you can rewatch things with different contexts when you know what happens next. And so other stuff might stand out before than when it when you first saw it. But at the same time, you might if it's not gripping enough to you where you don't feel like you need to go back and watch it then did it really accomplish its goal with the stuff that it was trying to do and that's how i feel about this show is that i'm glad that i watched it and i did enjoy it but i don't think i'm ever going to go back and watch it or at least at this point in my life i'm like i don't really have the like I don't, i'm not dying to go back and like figure out what what's happening in the last episode just like with game of thrones ending I wasn't dying to go oh, I mean, back and... the ending and, and, of Game of
1: Thrones is, like, terrible.
0: But even, like... But even, like, because I've spent so much time with those characters over however many years it was on, right? I'm not dying to go back to episode one or, like, rewatch it with somebody. Right. Like, I don't... I already know, and, like, maybe I can see where, like, oh, like, yeah, it's going from there. But all the twists and stuff that make that show great, it's like... Oh, like, you can pick up on it now and, like, see that kind of coming, like, if you were paying attention to it. But... I don't really need to. I got it but what I got out of it the first time where something like Lost is like, dude, when he fucking like when in that episode or season two premiere, when they like pull out of that, ooh, it's so good. And when fucking Charlie writes his greatest hits, yeah. Like, I don't care. Like, it's so it's that stuff is really good because we got with those characters. Yeah. And this stuff is kinda like the The best stuff I felt with this show was again with the episode five, where it's like those. That's a really interesting idea with like what would it be like to be this guy who has suffered the psychological trauma, and and it still fucking blows my mind. Even in this episode, when Wade says something in the um in uh, what's what's it called Karnak where he says like oh this is where you keep all like the squids or whatever and Adrian's like you told him <laughs> and like to Lori and Lori's like I didn't tell him anything and he waits just like you knew because and I knew we like we as viewers know we know they know and yeah. he's fucking like and back in episode 5 she is busting on him right. for being like a conspiracy theory right. like a fucking psycho like asshole like that stuff i really like. she like i mean like she completely like is an asshole to him when she knows that like it's a hoax and he's just like you're a psycho like for actually believing your tinfoil hat stuff and like making fun of him who like experienced this trauma and that was the most interesting part to me because it was like she obviously like still can't reveal the lie or i mean she doesn't care anymore about the end of the episode i I guess
1: they are gonna they are gonna reveal and arrest robert redford i guess
0: i guess we're arresting redford and and uh What's his name is going to be the president? Looking Glass is going to be the president. <laughs> um, cool. I I would accept that. He could he could tell if people were lying, so he could just in a debate he could be like, "You're lying, sir." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> uh... Mr. Pandansky's. <laughs> coming now, Holes is a good movie. <laughs> Yeah, this is a show
1: that I—I uh, I mean, I watched every episode twice during the course of it being on, so it's not a show I'm gonna rewatch. Like, but a lot of it soon. was for this. Yeah, too. it was for this episode. It was for the podcast. Yeah, so it's not a show I'm gonna rewatch soon. Whereas I just did a lost rewatch, like I finished like a month or two ago. Yeah, and it was too. like fuck. Like this is still such a good show. Like it's still so goddamn good.
0: I mean, we could be biased again from our backgrounds with the fucking show, but like. And we're literally doing a podcast on the Lost. Yeah, the microphone season. is
1: sitting on the on the, the complete set of the whole series. <laughs>
0: so I mean, like, puts puts it in a little bit of perspective from where we're coming from. I here. mean, it's
1: it's it's the show that made me want to be a screenwriter. Like, I before I watched Lost, I was always like, I want to be a writer. Like, I love books and shit. And then I watched Lost, and I was like, Oh, screenwriting is a thing. This is yeah, cool. this is a little bit better. Like, I, I like mean. TV now. I guess. <laughs> I yeah. guess. And so Lost is extremely formative for me.
0: And. There's other stuff that I've seen that's formative as well. Like when I first watched The Sopranos, I mean, I that's a show that I always want to go back to. That's a show that I can put on any episode and get something out of because of like how relatable it is. And just even even though like – I'm just reminded of like little stuff with that show. Same with Twin Peaks is like – that's a show for me that I can I can put on any episode of that and be like – Except the returns of a different thing, but like the original run, put on any episode of that and and feel I'm like I'm in a different world, right? And still get something out of. In something like this, there's a lot of supplemental material <laughs> that like I have to kind of comb through to get like a lot of results, like the PDPD stuff. And while that's cool, and like oh, they did like a Watchmen podcast with with Damon Lindelof, and yeah, that's cool. But I think that if you if you if your work's good. You can just let it fucking stand, and you don't need a a PDPedia to explain who Man is. That's an
1: interesting thing, because Lost is a show that had a lot of ARGs, augmented reality games, and like supplemental material. And then, and yeah, it's like you don't need to have participated in any of that to get the show. But something that is interesting is that Lost did an epilogue after the finale that's like 20 minutes long called The New Man in Uh, Charge. I'm sure you've seen. Yeah, we watched it together. Yeah. And it's really good. It answers a few lingering questions. It's, it's, it's one of the reasons why I say, like, there are really no remaining mysteries in Lost. Like, you might not like some of the answers, but pretty but, much everything is an answer. And it's like, well, like, does that count as part of the show? Is like, should they have included that if it was important? And then there's, you know, like, the, the I think the Lou Man stuff is obviously pretty unimportant in the grand scheme of Watchmen. But it's interesting, both shows... But like, it's in you, the show, you know, yeah, like... And both shows use that supplemental material to kind of answer questions that were kind of left dangling. Yeah. So it, it's an interesting comparison.
0: I mean... It's, it's, we live in a world where we can just make something and then like the creator can just go on Twitter and say, like, oh, I meant it to be this or whatever. Yeah. Right. Like, we, we live in that, in that universe. So maybe it's just people are getting lazier now, but at the same time, we, we live in the world where The Irishman exists, where like everything that you need to know about that movie's like you might want to know the historical context of it or whatever, but you really can learn everything that you need to know about what the movie is about. Yeah, by I, I went into it. that
1: movie with an extremely vague idea of who Jimmy Hoffa was, yeah. and I thought it was a great fucking movie. Like it, it's it's just an excellent film on its own merits. We should do a fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be it'll be twice as long it'll, as the movie it'll itself. be
0: it'll be six hours of us memeing <laughs> about wearing shorts it's a really good movie it's fucking good it's a good movie um but getting back to Watchmen, yes i enjoyed it i wasn't wholly satisfied by it the comic book is the best comic book ever written just period one of the greatest pieces of media ever uh, ever created Genius work.
1: It's it's actually funny. the The copy of Watchmen I have has a Damon Lindelof quote on the back. Yeah, it, like, the greatest work of pop culture. I
0: I think that's a version I have as well. Yeah. And he said that before, where he was like, "I'm quoted on the back of Watchmen now." Like that's weird. Um, so happy that Alan Moore is not associated with this because I think he would. He, I mean he already hates it. This the con- the the notion of it. But
1: I do think this is like what you should do if you're gonna do like an adaptation or rework or sequel of pre-existing material. I I really liked the show. I think it's, but it it brings up so many interesting ideas and I think layers them so well throughout and talks about things that like as white Americans, we don't usually have to talk or think about. So I give it a lot of credit.
0: I think that it's, it doesn't a new, it, it, it's mainly by like, it's a white guy who's leading the front. I think that like a lot of the the people who are like directing and there's and a diverse writing are, like, room. Di- yeah. are diverse, it's, so it's not just like all like white voices trying to tell like a, a black person story, but it is a story about a black person in in America and yeah. in this but in this alternate universe of like well what would that look like if everyone if people were still like just as racist as they are today but um, Doctor Manhattan was real <laughs> right um, and I think this does a, a great job at doing that and I think like the world that it, it creates and constructs is super interesting. Again, I'm gonna go back to it. I love the idea of what happens afterwards when you kill three million people with a psychic squid. What happens when you're a survivor to that? I think that is in it that could be its own fucking then show. Then you gotta watch the leftovers. Because that, that like be that's the whole show. show is like yeah.
1: experiencing a massive trauma that the whole world has no idea how to comprehend like I said, trying to I'll move watch on it. with your life. Yeah.
0: But like like I think that's that's super cool. And I think that it's it's a great a great point that you can start off with like in in developing your idea to uh, to make a sequel to Watchmen, right? Um, g- glad it wasn't, like, just another adaption like we had before. Like, I like that this Who was its, it? this yeah. its own thing, and it just takes place within the same universe. Um, cool, like that part of it, but at the same time, it's just something that I enjoyed, but something I don't need to revisit again, and something that I'm, I don't think I'm going to hold it as as big of an esteem I do for other pieces of media that I watched.
1: I think it's something that I'll probably watch again, uh, maybe like five years from now, maybe more. And I'd be really interested to see how it holds up. Maybe. I think it probably will hold up, be but I, I, I'd be interested to see on what level. It's interesting. Cause you probably like people
0: regard true detective, I think like that. And I think if we watch the season one, of true detective back, it's probably not as good as we all thought it was to be. <laughs> yeah, I, I've
1: I've actually watched the first season more than once. Not like in the last year or two, but I've seen it a couple times. And like, there is definitely there are definitely things about it, like its treatment of like women and like is kind of abysmal. But <laughs> it is still a really solid story. It is it is a good season of television. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'll be interested to see how this how this holds up.
0: What's next for you? You gonna watch the two popes? Uh, that... No, not the two popes, the new pope. Oh,
1: there's so many popes.
0: Dude, I just want to go off on a rant. I tried to watch the young pope when it first came out, yeah. and I didn't get it at first. And now that I'm watching, like, the seeing the previews for the new pope, I'm like, I got to go back and watch the young pope. Same, because, I got, like, halfway through. Because, then... like, the young pope idea, when I, th- when I thought about it, is like, wait, the pope is usually, like... 80 years old. So they don't really last that long, right? Like 70, 60, 80 years old. So when like you have a pope in your 40s, that's 20 extra years that yeah. you're getting out of the pope. That's pretty fucking important. That's like a big deal. It's a
1: show I really liked, but it was so, just like so much to watch. It was like, "All right, I need to like take a break and then I never picked it back so
0: up." So, I'm real I'm real excited cuz I want to go back and watch Young Pope, so then I can watch New Pope. Yeah, because I love John Malkovich, and I think that he's good. He's, he'd be a good Pope. Yeah, I got. I guess I got to finish
1: <laughs> Young Pope so I can watch that. Um,
0: but I don't want to watch two popes.
1: I mean, it'll be on Netflix, so maybe I'll turn it on. At some I don't point. want no
0: two popes, especially. This like, is gonna fuck up my Pope <laughs> quota. There's too many. There's four popes.
1: If it, if it gets nominated for Oscars, I am gonna force myself to watch it.
0: Probably at some point.
1: And I think like there's a good chance one or both of the lead actors will get nominated. I don't think it's guaranteed, but I think there's a good chance.
0: Do you think Angela could be the first woman pope if she comes on to Manhattan? She'd probably be like, well, she's like, God's not real. Because, like, do you, so do you think that, like, was a reaction? Because he's like, you, you might mentally, like, on reflex kind of do stuff. But, like, because he says, it, Cal says at one point in the show, like, when the kids asked like, where did where did Uncle um, Judd go? Right. Mm-hmm. They're they like, oh, he's, like, up in heaven or whatever. And he's like, God's not real.
1: Right? I think it works on either level of, like, one, I think, like, it's totally possible that John Osterman, who you could imagine, like, Cal is kind of just John Osterman without the Dr. Manhattan. Like, maybe he never believed in God. He was a scientist. His, you know, his his mother ended up marrying a Nazi and they had to flee from the incoming Holocaust. Yeah. It's, like, it's very reasonable to me to imagine that John Osterman never believed in God. And then you can look at, on the other hand, of it's like... You know, like like Ozymandias says, he'll still have, like, his instincts, and, you know, I don't think that Dr. Manhattan's going to create, like, a fake, you know, belief set for himself as Cal. So I think it could go either way of, like, either, like, that's how he thought of it before, or it's just his instinct all, as Dr. Manhattan. I mean,
0: all he remembers is that he is a guy named Cal, right. Avar, right? right? And so, like, Angela kind of has to put in the memories, like, for him, right? And, and like, they build this life together in Tulsa. Um, and so, like, I mean, like, his concepts, he might have, like, his own concepts still, but he just doesn't remember, like, his identity or that he was Dr. Manhattan. So. Especially,
1: like, living in a world where Dr. Manhattan exists and the squid fall happened and, like, all that sort of stuff. It's, like, it's very reasonable to think that he just wouldn't mm-hmm. believe in God, so.
0: Um, speaking of the squid stuff, I d- uh, just want to get back to this Very, I know we went off track a little bit from Watchmen, but when she fucking looks at her hand and does a hole for it, <laughs> gross. Yeah that's yeah, all i gotta it's, say it's good stuff that's gross
1: and I, I you know it's 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 a, there's so much funny stuff like fuck you ozymandias when oh. beyond injects herself with yeah. the, the semen from his vials and vials of cum that he has hidden the, behind like the portrait. He, it's i like, like how he's like
0: i've never laid with a woman <laughs> yeah it's like okay like we know but yeah. like like why do you have cum behind here?
1: <laughs> it's so bizarre <laughs> but it's like so it's weird like, it's fine like yeah like keep would do that sure like it's fine yeah, I guess
0: so because if like he's if he's the smartest person, maybe he does want to put his legacy somewhere, but he's not.
1: And that's like the thing that the show is really about is like legacy. It's about race and it's about legacy. And, yeah. And I think those things were all pretty well addressed. Like this this episode, even like they say legacy again at some point. So I think I think it wrapped up pretty well. I think it ties together like the plot
0: pretty much like exactly uh, yeah. what should happen. Like it does it does wrap the show well. I just think that some narrative stuff, some editing stuff and some just like the overall the overall narrative of the show just left me kind of like I liked it when it was interesting and we were trying to learn what like the conspiracies were, but now that we know all the conspiracies about what actually is like happening, um uh, left a lot to be like Desired, maybe. I wonder if we would
1: have liked it more if uh, we hadn't done a podcast about it.
0: Maybe, maybe we would have. Maybe we hadn't had to force
1: ourselves to talk about like an hour's worth of content every week. Maybe,
0: (laughs) maybe we. Maybe it could have been better if we if we knew that we were getting another season, or if we knew that it, it it maybe had an extra episode or something, right? Because. You know stuff like that. Then they have time to like go out the conspiracies or whatever, right? And you can you can. Do well, I wouldn't have wanted
1: pace. if if it was planned as a more than one season thing, that'd be fine. But I wouldn't want them to extend <laughs> like the Cyclops Doctor Manhattan plot past one season. It's like that should be yeah. a thing. They wrap up in a single season. I like, can if, feel you if, that. If you like, you leave some stuff hanging, or you know, leave some plots you know unfinished. Like that's one thing. But I think like the conspiracy that this season was about needed to be wrapped up. Yeah. By the end of this season, I feel that. Um. Goo Goo Gaiju.
0: Yeah, a good ending song. Yeah,
1: and a good cover.
0: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever played Sonic uh, Adventure Two? No. Oh, uh, there's a scene in Sonic Adventure Two where Doctor Eggman, um, gets on the uh, he hacks the world and gets on the teleprompters and says i'm going to blow up the fucking moon if you don't give me sonic or something and he he shoots a cannon out of the like the a spaceship or something and like blows up half the moon and like everyone's like oh no dr eggman don't do that and so that's uh, i don't know i just, <laughs> you just wanted to talk about dr eggman well this he has a song in sonic adventure 2 they all get their own theme songs and his is I am the Eggman. I got the master plan. I am the Eggman, and that's. I also thought about that when I watched this episode. That's what I'm saying. Well, what's next for us, Eli?
1: Uh, what's on the docket? I guess Star Wars Episode Nine, which actually fuck. comes out this upcoming weekend. Fuck. I don't know how ready I am to jump into another fucking episode. Oh fuck! But uh, I guess we'll do that. Fuck. We don't have to... I mean, I think Star Wars is a thing people are going to be talking about for the next month, so... Shit. If we, if we, if we don't get on it right away, I think the, the discourse will still be happening. Fuck. Especially if The Last Jedi is anything to go by.
0: Fucking shit. Yeah. I hate Star Wars.
1: Yeah, I'm ready to be disappointed. But I was ready to be disappointed by The Last Jedi, and it's the only good Star Wars movie that Disney has made so far. I like so. how
0: everybody hates it, and we like it.
1: <laughs> it's like... It's a, it's a weird split. It's like the people who I... Trust about media like it. You know what I mean. It's, I like it because <laughs> it's good.
0: <laughs> no, I think that it's. Sir, we'll talk about it with Star Wars. Let's yeah, we'll save it. Well, let's save I it. Let's we'll, we'll we'll save a little we'll teaser. Do a Star War <laughs> we'll go see a fucking Star we'll go Wars. Go see a fucking Star Wars. I love how that joke like. <laughs> I love it. I just love that it works.
1: <laughs> Maybe we'll do cats. Maybe sounds like it's going to be a nightmare.
0: Why are we doing this? <laughs> <laughs> We do it because we love it. All right, what what's where where are you at,
1: homie? Uh, I'm at Story Politics. Uh, I've been very angry lately about the politics half of my. Really panel. liking the
0: story, but hating the politics. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> so follow me maybe, for
0: maybe he's gonna change his at
1: angry political thoughts. <laughs> what about you?
0: You can follow me for some good ass retweets and I don't know some other cool shit that I'll post from time to time. At uh, at Luke Hennigan. Um yeah, pretty cool. Fail some film pod. That's the at for our Twitter. If you want to get updates on what we're watching, what we're podding about, and uh, we don't have a Patreon, so but you just give us money if you see us on the street or something.
1: Yeah, thanks for uh, listening to our Watchmen coverage. If you've been listening to all of them, especially uh... the true
0: believers out there.
1: Yeah, you're the the realist. You're the real ones. Uh, Champagne for my real friends.
0: No fake friends.
1: No new friends. No No clout chasers.
0: (laughs) Really, when you thought about it, Lady True was just a clout chaser the whole time. Like, she's just trying to be, like, better than Adrian, you know? Like, people were just trying to, people, she just wanted people to worship her like they worship Ozymandias. but no, but here's the thing, Ozymandias never sought the clout, but that's what killed him. Because he was, he was like, I need the clout. Like I need to, I need people to know that I did the thing. But you know, he knew, he understood that the clout would ruin you. That would, that would, yeah, that would, it would get to his head, and it did get to his head. But it, it got to his head in a different way. The lack of the clout got to his head. But he knew that in order to save the world, he had to get rid of the clout. And that's what you got to do sometimes.
1: One thing I did really like about this episode is how Lady True comes in in 2008 and tries to like butter him up so she can get money from him. And then he has to kind of like butter her up to get her to rescue him by calling him her daughter. It's like they kind of have to like play off each other and, yeah. and acknowledge and also hate each other. So I, 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 you know, I like that stuff. It's it's the stuff that's like focus on character that, that works the best like you were talking about. So,
0: yep. Good character show. Not the best plot show. Whatever. Who cares? Good story though. Good story. Yeah. Good themes. Good stuff. Um, I like it. That's it for watch I'll give it a seven out of ten. I'd, I'd give it a little high. I'd, I'd give this at least like an, at least an eight out of ten. The seven and eight are the same number. <laughs> just one's more than the I don't know other. If that's true. The one well, that's the, that part's true, but but they're relatively the same. They're just worth like. Like, one, like, two is a lot more than one, but seven's not as much. I would much. maybe give it even a nine. Seven's, seven's not as much as eight. Like, it's, it's just amount as, as about as good as eight, you know? Yeah. Well, cool. The Leftovers is a 10 out of 10, so. I'm leaving. <laughs> All right, that's it. I'm leaving.